0: Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings. America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO. When you sign up, Cubs lose to the Mets 10-1. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo. From beautiful Studio B here in the West Loop, our CHGO studios. It is the most beautiful of the
1: studios, like as far as like a room.
0: And my favorite chairs, a little more comfortable than the other ones, but...
1: However, it does get a little hot in here. That's the one down It's getting a little toasty, but
0: it's colder tonight.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh so we get a lot to talk about. Sorry, we're a couple minutes late. Uh, for those watching the live YouTube feed, we appreciate you. Thanks for Almost being in the too. chat. Make sure you subscribe to our CHGO Sports YouTube page. Five-star review. Thumbs up only, please. We love you for that. If you're listening only to podcast form also, positive reviews. We love you on Spotify and Apple and all the other ways we listen. Uh, so the Cubs were going for their first three-game winning streak since April didn't happen are you happy with two out of three uh, yeah, I'm, I am I that's fine I
1: think I said that on our pregame show mm-hmm. on Monday
0: well I wondered if it changed
1: well I mean yeah the you fashion wouldn't... of a 10-1 whooping oh uh, yeah whatever I don't know I I said to you on pregame on Monday yeah you were like it'd be nice to get you know to to sweep the Mets and the Reds and I'm like Yeah, I'd love, I'd sign me up for that. But realistically, I think that they could win the two series. And uh, now they get the Reds uh, tomorrow and you took two of three. Uh, Don't lose two out of three to the Reds though. Yeah, you can't lose two out of three against the Reds. But to answer your question, no, I'm not, I don't feel any different. Like I'm happy they won the series. And to get where the Cubs want to be, where we want the Cubs to be, it all starts with just winning series. So you're not going to win every series, but to win a series against a team like the Mets who, you know, they're not playing the greatest baseball yet. I mean, I guess they did win five in a row coming into this series, but um, you know, the highest payroll in, in baseball, all the, all the money they spent uh, the fact that they won two out of three against that team is, is a positive sign. And I think this this series was very telling of how the Cubs are going to start making their lineups, how they're going to start managing their bullpen moving forward, um, and we'll see how things look over the next couple weeks, and I guess I could reevaluate how I feel about the Cubs then. But right now, I feel pretty good about them uh, after winning two out of three. This Tonight sucked in terms of just the vibe. Like, it was a buzzkill. kill. Uh, you lose know, 10 to 1, but every team right. has these games, you know what I mean? And the Cubs, fortunately, haven't had a lot of these this year. They had... The two against the Twins, and there was wasn't there one against the Astros too. I want to say, I, I don't remember which team it was. But I want to forget I, the Astros been series, the Astros. but I I know there was two against the the Twins for sure. That they that there that was like this. The point is, is they haven't had a lot of games like this, and as much as those uh, heartbreaking one two run losses have been you'd rather have those than than these in terms of, you know, knowing how competitive this team can be. So, you know, bounce back tomorrow, you got Justin Steele, your your ace or 1A, 1B mm-hmm. ace tomorrow and, you know, Friday 120, the hopefully the sun's out and the maybe the wind will blow out a little bit for our hitters. I don't know, but yeah, I feel good. Uh, I mean, yeah, they didn't play
0: they didn't play a great game. It was no, uh six hits tonight. and two errors. Right, <laughs> So that, that tells you all you need to know. But the storyline, really, of this game, when you look back on it after the season, Kyle Hendricks' first start in 11 months. Mm-hmm. So he comes in, has a rough first inning, which is very Kyle Hendricks, so I wasn't surprised by that. Five and a third, or four and a third is what he finished, right? Four and, four, third. Four and a third. Uh, gave up the three earned runs, five runs total. I've seen everything in the chat from Satisfaction People saying not bad. It was soft hitting to uh the godfather Michael Collada saying he's washed up, move on, bring in a prospect.
1: So just so he can be out on the prospect
0: after one outing. I lean That's how I know, that's how I know the Godfather. Washed up. Thanks for the memories. Now bring him a prospect. He's now a substitute teacher, he followed up with. Uh I would err on the side of. I'm not going to err on the Collada side of the Hendricks story yet, okay? Yeah. He hadn't pitched in a big league game in almost a year. Yeah. Prior to that, he wasn't pitching well because of the same injury. So it's been over a year since he actually pitched in a game that mattered without pain. Mm-hmm. They did pound him, Okay. They were, it wasn't one of those games where Kyle Hendricks was off and they launch 400 foot homer after 400 foot homer because he doesn't throw hard. Yeah. The Mets decided to choke up on the bat and basically just like play a game of pepper mm-hmm. after the first inning. It worked.
1: The second time through the lineup they adjusted they, wait, his, they waited for the
0: changeup and they're like, "Oh, yeah. we'll just slap it into right because we know yeah. it's
1: sooner or later the changeup's coming." Right. And I was saying this to you when we were waiting for the White Sox guys to to finish when we were talking about – Their fault. (laughs) When we were talking about Hendricks. Um, This, like, this has been Kyle Hendricks, like, in a way, flaw, if you want to call it that, his entire career. Like, he plays to contact. He is, like – Sure, he's had some games where he's had a lot of strikeouts. He can do it. When that changeup – when he's got that changeup going, he can get a lot of swing and miss. But Kyle Hendricks, more, more often than not, is a guy who's trying to get ground balls, soft contact. Um, and when you have a defense like the Cubs have, you uh, should be able to get most of the ground balls or most of those, those you know, the hits that we saw in that third, hit, mm-hmm. third inning. I screenshotted what was on baseball savant of what happened. And the hardest hit ball of those four singles was like 93 miles per hour. Most of them were very soft, like the Pete Alonso blooper. Basically, honestly, it was more of a fly ball, but the outfielders were playing back because it's Pete Alonso, right? And of course, it drops because you know baseball. So, am I making excuses for Kyle Hendricks in a way just because his first start since last July? But this, like, this conversation is that is the one thing about Kyle Hendricks that you can always say, like, well. Brendan says it all the time, especially about the Cubs bullpen guys, right? Like, we need more swing and miss because if more guys put the ball in play, then more things can happen, mm-hmm. and, you know, that can blow up a blow up an inning, right? Kyle Hendricks, he he's, you know, he, he had good innings. The second inning was a lot better than the first. He had two strikeouts in the second inning, yeah. and even the first inning wasn't that bad considering, he, you know, he uh, allowed a hit and walked two guys to get, load the bases, and then he got out of the inning only allowing one run. But – that's like that third inning basically sums up like the down the downsides of Kyle, of Kyle Hendricks in terms of you know if a couple guys get on well, can you can you can he get the strikeout? Can he you know get the swing and miss like like you need? And sometimes he can and sometimes he can't. And I'll be I'll be honest, like he hasn't done it a lot since you know 2020 ended. So uh, again, only one start. And again, you're not asking Kyle Hendricks to be. 2016, 2017 Kyle Hendricks with the rotation you have right now. You have a really good rotation with Strowman and Steele and Smiley. You need, if I said to Luke when we were sitting on the couch, if you can get basically what you're getting out of Hayden Wisniewski from Kyle Hendricks, then you're probably okay. And you're probably gonna get a lot less soft contact because there wasn't really a lot of hard hit balls against Kyle Hendricks tonight. So in a way, it was already in some aspects better than what Hayden Wisniewski has given the Cubs this far, so far this year. Yeah, Hayden Wisniewski will strike out more people, but he's there's a reason he's an Iowa. He's given up a lot of hard contact, and his swing and misses down. So uh, all I'm saying is if he's able to give the length that some of Hayden Wisniewski's starts have had and just give give them a guy that they can feel confident in putting out there every fifth day and give quality innings. For the first start, four and a third, I, I literally said on pregame, Or five innings, I'd be happy with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Um, they didn't play great defense behind him. He's a contact guy. What you said is totally right. It's not 2016. You're not asking the guy to start Game 7. You're (laughs) nowhere near Game 7 of the World Series. He's nowhere near the guy that was pitching in 2016. That Kyle Hendricks doesn't exist anymore. Um, You're not expecting him to be a 1, a 2, a 3, or a 4. You're hoping... Maybe not even expecting. You're hoping he can be a five. Yeah. You're hoping that maybe every third time out, he gives you a vintage Kyle Hendricks, six innings, one run, and a nice start. That's, what you're, that's, that's the upside of what you're looking for. Do we all realize that, yes, this could be his swan song with the Cubs? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. He does, too. The Cubs do, too. But just what happened tonight doesn't influence the way that outcome is going to play out at all. It doesn't influence the way I feel about whether or not he'll be able to be productive at all this season because it had been such a long time. His first Iowa start was horrific. This was not horrific. This was bad defense. This was a guy whose changeup did make some guys look stupid.
1: So... He went over on the... Strikeout props tonight, if you took it. I know guys in the – people in the pregame chat said that they were taking it.
0: Taylor McGregor made the point about this is also his first major league live game with the pitch clock. Hmm. Doesn't mean he hasn't ever pitched with the pitch clock because,
1: you know – He didn't have the spring training to be able to figure that out. But, you know, and and he's got it now. But, but like, I I still
0: understand it's different at the major league level. It's different when your heart right, even though he's – Kyle Hendricks might be up slightly, even though we can't see it, (laughs) right? Like we'll never know, but his heart rate might've moved. It might've beat once or twice while he was on the mound. I'm just saying, don't, I wouldn't pack it up on Hendricks this season over tonight's start. It just wasn't, it wasn't that much doom and gloom. It was decent. Yeah.
1: I mean, on social media, at least I, I sent a tweet. Talking about like any if you're screaming irrationally about Kyle Hendricks start tonight, then like I don't know what to tell you because you you I don't know how anyone could have any expectations for a guy who didn't pitch for almost a year. So, um, but no one like most people in my replies were like, yeah, he was you know it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't great it was it was fine in terms of like what you're trying to expect now. If we're sitting here in what is it? May 25th, if we're sitting here, June 25th, and he's given up bomb after bomb, has a home run problem, and is not getting, not even going five innings consistently, then yeah, I'll probably be thinking about when is it Ben Brown time or when is Wesneski going to get another chance or something like that. Still might come. I gave, I said earlier on some show within the last month, that I I would give Kyle Hendricks a five start stretch just to see what you got, and you know what the Cubs are probably going to give him more than five. But if it's me, I give him I give him five. And the only reason I think the Cubs will give him a longer stretch is just because he's Kyle Hendricks and the way that they've looked at veterans this year and even last year. Like I would I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him ten starts. They tried to get ten starts out of him and see if he, if they can figure something out with him. But I do like the coat the pitching you know with the. Uh, Tommy Hardivy and, and all that, like they've they've helped guys get bring the best out of them. We've talked about that a lot with certain guys. Justin Steele, uh some of these guys in the bullpen that have pitched well. Um in and other and Drew Smiley and like the the pitching coach has something to do with that and the infrastructure uh, with some of these guys in Iowa that we'll eventually see and hopefully they pitch well. Like I they're I feel confident with the pitching coaches that that will help Kyle Hendricks get back to where he needs to be. Um which isn't old Kyle Hendricks he's necessarily. It's not even really that old. It's
0: like a, it's it's, a, it's part of Kyle. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Cubs getting Maddox back the second time. I'm not comparing Kyle <laughs> to one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Although he's been compared to him a lot a lot his in career. his career because he's about pitching and not about necessarily velocity. Yes, Maddox threw harder than Hendricks, but, and, and he's a Hall of Famer. My point was that when he came back to the Cubs at the end of his career, you had games that weren't good. But you also, every once in a while, would watch a Maddox game and be like, damn, if that isn't still Greg Maddox every once in a while out there. That's where the Cubs are at. They don't have a pitching prospect right now. Killian isn't knocking on the door begging to be called up again, right? Mm-hmm. Like Ben Brown is the only one. That's the guy. But but there's still time for that, right? Like yeah. if Wisniewski was dealing, he'd still be here. Mm-hmm. If Killian was just destroying AAA, he might be here sooner rather than later. Yeah.
1: Even Keegan Thompson, if like if if the, yes if the, if the if the starting rotation depth really. Like if if Hendricks wasn't ready and and he w- and and Keegan Thompson was pitching like he was last year, he probably would have got a start or two in there. You know what I mean? But uh, that's a different story. They're but, just not
0: they're just not counting on Kyle Hendricks to be pitching in three years. I don't
1: no.
0: I don't believe that that no. they're like well Kyle penciling Kyle as a starter in twenty twenty six. I don't think that's happening. No. But not don't rule out that he company. can be productive this season and still be something that. Potentially helps this team hang around five hundred. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Kyle Hendricks' future is going to look like after this year, but <sighs> he's got know. a better
0: shot of being successful than my voice does tonight. Let <laughs> me tell
1: you. I, 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 I'll say this: that seeing him pitching some meaningful games in September would just would be a great end to his. You know his Cubs, his Cubs tenure. If if this <clears throat> year is the last, and he hasn't been able to pitch in meaningful games in September the last two years, so I hope he pitches well enough as the season goes along to where there he's he's doing that. So, and with when it comes to playing meaningful games, well, Milwaukee lost tonight, so the Cubs don't lose ground; they don't gain ground. <laughs> so, anyway,
0: so anonymous wants a manager change. <laughs>
1: Y'all want Joe Girardi to manage, even though he just got fired last year by the Phillies in the midseason and then they played better without him. That's always about the local tie. Everyone <laughs> loves that. Yeah, Colada uh, wants Rhino.
0: Go. He wants Billy Jesus. Williams hitting coach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, just hire Ben Zobers pitching coach. Let's get Ben Zobers in the in the in the dugout. Why not Fergie is pitching <laughs> coach? <laughs> Aren't the White Sox like a perfect example of why that's not a great idea? Steven? Yes, <laughs> definitely yes. <laughs> so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. Um, you know right, what? Craig let's, says let's, uh, Wicks Wicks is on the way too. Uh, Jordan Wicks. Yeah. he pitched well tonight in Tennessee. Uh, he's he's. On, I I I regret to say this, but I keep forgetting about him too. But it's only because he's in Double A and he hasn't got that call to to Triple A yet. But and I'm actually a little surprised by it because he is obviously a dude, his first round pick a couple years ago. Like, and he's shown positive signs throughout his minor league career. So they that those two, him and Ben Brown are the two. Cody, tell us about pins and aces. I noticed the sweet pins and aces hat back here. You just you just want to ignore it, everything I just said. Uh, no, I, I heard it. You're so you're so you're so intrigued about pins and aces, which I understand because I love their hats like this I, one. I, saw that I slip have a hat, hat at home I, thought, I wear it how how on didn't the show I get all the time. I, you know I have a I have like a Hawaiian that I got from there in my closet. I have a, I have a polo that I saw laying around this office that I took home because no one else <laughs> took it. Is that uh, the one that Herb was looking for? Uh, it's blue and white. I don't know. Yeah, I think he stole Herb's polo. Oh, I can bring it back in. I haven't worn it yet. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, you can go to Pens and Aces. There's and some,
0: there's some bugs on it from a scooter <laughs> ride. But other than that, I literally uh, haven't worn it. Yet. <laughs> I,
1: I haven't worn it yet. Cody hey. was also eyeing an extra case of. Uh, Pocket Pilsner. I forgot, I forgot to take that. I, I actually might do that after the show. Don't tell Jake. Anyway, pins and aces is the official golf apparel partner of all city and CHGO. We love our pins and aces gear. It get tons of compliments on and off the course. They are family owned golf apparel business. They are, they make amazing polos. Like I just said in hats, like I said, and uh steven i know you're into the golf bags or yes. the sleeves or whatever the Beer you're- sleeve and more importantly the liquor
2: stick i just got back from scottsdale yeah that thing is awesome i snuck it onto the course. what is that it's it holds up to 750 milliliters of alcohol and it's got this really nice smooth dispensing pour i bought a bunch of sprites to the uh the course and then i put the head cover over the liquor stick so it just looked like a club yeah i press <laughs> a little button on top mixed drinks on the course and wow, it great!
1: It's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and does, keep drinks cold in the entire round. Does Steven like know Stephen about was. the
0: benefits of the the beer sleeve?
2: I mean, there's a lot of benefits. Well, the hockey guys
0: about. are are. Oh, you're talking about the beef sleeve. They're calling it the beef yeah, sleeve. They put uh, 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 Italian beefs in that baby yeah. and it keeps them keep warm. warm. Yeah.
1: Anyway, you I mean, guys we, can get knew your neat like you, you. You can get your beef sleeve or beer sleeve or the the polos, or the hats, or whatever. At And If you use code CHGO, you'll receive 15% off your first order. You get free shipping, which is a uh, clutch considering uh, the high taxes of, of our economy right now. So that's pinsandaces.com. Use code CHGO. Luke, I, if we had Fubo or we have Fubo, I know you have Fubo. I do. Yeah, right on my phone right here. And we watched Marquee on it tonight. Yep. Yep. It's beautiful. On your phone. It,
0: on my phone you can watch it on the ipad i could put it on any tv smart tv i just watch it at home or this summer you're running around you got a lot of stuff going on take it with you take it with you wherever you want to go take it with you to wrigley field
1: beautiful and historic.
0: then you can watch the replays you don't have to look back at the jumbo you look right down at your phone 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching right away with a seven-day free trial. Can't beat that. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Sign up and go. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included, no extra charge. Watch your local teams while traveling. You've got the French Open coming. You've got the NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs going on right now getting close to the Stanley Cup final and the uh NBA finals although Celtics won i believe right
2: I, I wanted to ask you guys i don't know who won that game yeah uh, it was like Boston's 20 points jimmy was
0: in, out. out of the game in the fourth quarter oh, and just boy. wearing a shirt Ugh. not hurt just it was over yeah um so that's going to go to at least 6 uh and of course watch the cubs on marquee with fubo tv use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Ubo Pro. Uh,
1: What's going on in the chat?
0: Well, the chat has turned on Jim Deshays, Marquis.
1: Vanilla Chill says we David should David Ross, have... Chet Hoyer. Vanilla Chill says Boog should be the manager. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be very analytically based if he was because he loves the analytics. So that would piss off all the boomers, I'm sure. Anthony
0: Sorry, Lombardi like. says that liquor stick's the greatest invention in the history of golf. It really is. I mean, move <laughs>
2: aside driver, liquor stick is here to stay. Also, actually, I'm, I'm going back to the Pins and now. They have this thing called the shot tee where you, like, pop it into your beer, hit your tee shot, and then you shotgun it. I'm thinking Cody should start doing that after wins. Uh, oh,
0: it's used to pop the hole for yeah, the shotgun. Yeah, I
2: did a, I did a couple of them uh, at the course and uh, actually hit the ball really far, too. I might just stop using tees and start using beers from now on. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Cody. That's, that's going to be a no for me, dog. I can't shotgun Come on, Kobe. I can't shotgun
1: You're getting better. You got 10 and a half uh, seconds yesterday. On a chug, that coming out of a bat, like, I, I promise you, I'm, I I can't go that far. But. We'll work on it. I'll gladly use some golf tees from Pens and aces on the golf course.
0: Though One thing I don't need to see again is Joey sticking his tooth into the can and shotgunning it that way. <laughs> it was fun to see once, but I feel like we're going to have some sort of emergency on our hands. <laughs> Seems like a bad, bad idea. Kalada. Michael Collada, how about this? What's he say?
1: He says I probably don't have much time left on this planet, so forgive my impatience. He hey, wants the prospects. I, he says call him up. He, he he wants the prospects. He wants the Cubs to win every single game. I I hear you. I hear you, Godfather. You're the man. I hear you. Um what else?
0: Uh oh, I was going to ask you where were you for the Tucker Barnhart pitching game? <sighs> right I here. was
1: on the couch watching and hoping that he had never pitched another had never pitched in another game so i could then compare his career ERA with one Yadier Molina and unfortunately he has pitched in a game and gave up a run so he doesn't have a career ERA of 0.0 but his season ERA is 0.0 Craig Brindle busting on Colada for not
0: spelling Sandberg correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you still have time to learn how to spell
1: Sandberg. Uh, Damn, Craig. Wow. <laughs> Respect your elders, Craig. Uh, uh, Vanilla Chill says if Jim Leland still has a pulse, should be our next manager. <laughs> I haven't heard that name so in forever. Jim Leland is. <laughs> left. I'm the planet. not sure. I'm not sure if he does have a pulse. No, I don't believe so.
0: Uh the Tucker Barnhart game. So, my question is, is we're watching that.
1: Yeah. The Tucker Barnhart pitching game. I, you know,
0: I'm all about faster games. Oh, yeah. That game will Which I like the pitch long. clock, even yeah. though it hasn't trimmed off, like, an hour off the game like I would appreciate.
1: <laughs> On a consistent basis. On a consistent
0: basis. I would like the game to be an hour shorter. At least we're not. Two-hour games are just spectacular. We haven't had a four-hour game, so. No, it's shortened the long games. Mm-hmm. But I'd take another five seconds off the pitch clock. Anyways, uh, John Crock I know, disagrees. He says the game's a circus now. Yeah. Here's what I think. We're watching Barnhart pitch, and we're laughing, and we're having a good time. Yeah. Is it worth having the option of teams just saying, we're good, slaughter rule? Or would you rather see that opportunity where the game means nothing but mm-hmm. you've got your catcher in there pitching so you're asked- and everybody's laughing. I mean it's it's a mockery of the game, right? Like it's you're not really watching the game, mm-hmm. but you are. So should there be a slaughter rule or a forfeit? It's late. We got a game tomorrow. See you later. Thanks you guys win. The only <sighs> like you could set a level of you're down 10 runs and there's an inning left to play. We're good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have an opinion that I think will surprise you, but give me your just in the moment right now. I, I, f- <clears throat> I, I like watching the position player pitching. Um, do, do I, do, do, does it is, it, is it, is it, you know, good for the game? Like, they literally made a rule so that p- position players' pitching doesn't happen as much as it had yeah. been in recent years, right? Um, so if it goes back to like Leland is alive, he's 78. Oh, congratulations. My favorite part of learning that is the hope He used to smoke a lot in the dugout. I know that uh, I, I, I personally don't think there should be a, like a slaughter rule in major league baseball. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It's not Little League.
0: I'm with you on this Cody. And okay. I know that seems odd cause I like a faster game. Here's what you get because you don't have a slaughter rule. First of all, if it's like tonight and you don't want to see Tucker Barnhart pitch, you can turn off the TV or go home. <laughs> okay, that's the first option. Nobody's forcing you to stay at the ballpark other than the players who are getting paid lots of money to be there. Right. Or just turn off the TV or the radio. Yeah. Okay, but for those of us that find it funny and even some of the players, it's entertainment. At the end of the year, I'll remember two things about this game. Hendricks pitched, it didn't go well, and Barnhart pitched. That's it. That's all I'll remember. I won't remember who was one for four, who had two walks. I won't remember the foul ball or the line drive or the double or the triple. I won't remember any of it. Mm -hmm. But I will remember that Barnhart got a guy on a 39-mile-an-hour pitch and everybody laughed, including him.
1: And celebrated. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the sport is still about fun
1: yeah
2: yeah if if it was the other way around the cubs were winning 10 to 1 you would want to keep watching them bat yeah and see how many runs they could score and if you're at the park even more so or it's even, fun to
0: see if the batter's gonna hit one 800 feet or if he's gonna strike out and be embarrassed for the rest mm-hmm. of his life
1: yeah I, especially there's just no there's nothing that's ever going to be that's ever going to convince me that there should be any kind of slaughter rule in in major league baseball. You're not, you don't have a slaughter rule in any of the other professional sports we've seen in the NBA, the NFL blowouts, just like embarrassing blowouts and games. And no one's complaining about a slaughter rule, you know? Um, So yeah, I, again, I, I do like the rule they, they placed so that there aren't as many position players pitching all the time, but yeah, I mean, this is a game that we'll forget about over the next week.
0: So. Plus, fix, I'm not
1: I'm not saying
0: watching the Cubs lose 10 to 1 was fun. I'm saying the only fun part of the game
1: was the was of Kyle game. Hendricks
0: a couple strikeouts and then Barnhart getting some goofy outs. Yeah. That yeah. was it. Right. That was that's what I will remember from this game.
1: Yeah. And
0: if it were flipped like Steven said
1: and Swanson hitting a homer, I we guess. would all enjoy it. Yeah. For the the first, it was oh, it was also the first game where Swanson didn't hit a homer into the basket. It actually went into the seats. So, Craig
0: doesn't like the slaughter rule. Evil Wax says Hendricks pitched pretty good. I don't disagree with the bad luck and the beneficiary. All that they were just smart hitters.
1: Yeah, but they have a good lineup, right?
0: Pitched okay. Yeah, it was fine. It's okay. What about uh, the rest of the bullpen?
1: Rucker was. Barnhart was great. Yeah, <laughs> Barnhart was the best. No, Hughes was good. Hughes was good. He got and that's a good he sign. He came in that fifth inning. All right, mm-hmm. so this let me let me put it down for you. We'll try to get my memory correct here. Right, I believe he Kyle Hendricks struck out the first batter he faced. Then he allowed a hit. Then he hit, I believe it was Pete Alonso. I, he hit him. He he hit him with a pitch. So you had two on. Dave Ross comes and get him. This isn't. The fifth inning. Uh, so he leaves with the four and a third. Brandon Hughes comes in. Uh, you got runners on first and second. And then so whoever's at second tried to steal third. And Gomes threw the ball like it was a bad throw. He rushed it. should Just shouldn't have even thrown it. Uh, and so the ball goes in the outfield and he scores. But outside of that, Brandon Hughes got two outs. And he didn't allow a run himself so i thought that was a good building moment for him yeah in terms of like being used in big moments um which is something he was used last year so i don't know no chill says yeah good stuff i have found the closer in barnhart hey colada wants
0: one now there's your answer
1: who's the closer tomorrow yeah barnhart Barnhart. (laughs) (laughs) uh so but yeah i i thought hughes was good I thought Rucker was fine and, until, you know, the end, and the only reason he was in the game as long as he was was because David Ross was trying to basically use him like ha, like Javier Assad to eat innings yeah, and trying to preserve the bullpen to not, you know, because the game was lost. The, the game was over. Um, I think he's – we've seen him pitch two innings before. Uh, more often than not, he's probably more of a one-inning guy if you use him in any kind of high-leverage situation, but – given what the game was, I've, it doesn't bother me that he gave up all those runs. It's just more of like, whatever. But I thought before he started doing that, I think it was one or two innings where he was pretty good. So that was, you know, that was good to see. And then, you know, whatever I, I don't understand, like Gary, I don't know if you're in the chat, Gary, but you you tagged me, Luke and Ryan. Like, why are we putting a sod in? Uh, in a blowout, that was probably the one thing from David Ross tonight that I really didn't understand was actually putting Assad in to get one out in a game that's a blowout when you might need to use him. Uh, you know, on just Saturday let Rucker Saturday. eat it for one more. Yeah, or just br- put Barnhart on the on the mound. Then you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of him getting one out and then putting Barnhart in at the top of in the top of the ninth? Well, it's you know?
0: not like Assad wouldn't be available tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I mean he'll still be available, but you're, you're you're they these are wasted bullets, man. Like, what's the point of get what, having him get that out? To me, they that's when they should have put Barnhart on the mound was right then and there, or just let Rucker just keep trying to get that final out. You know what I mean?
0: The uh, Godfather says hit the like button. I mean, he's right. Where else can you have this much fun <laughs> after a ten to one loss? Rucker, you out on Rucker?
1: A lot of people in the chat not liking Rucker. He's had some good moments this year, but it's been rough of late. But again, like he was, he was, he was okay in the first early couple innings. Yeah, I,
0: I feel like he's a one inning guy. He's he a was one in there guy. for three because.
1: And do I feel good with him in high leverage right now? No, I hope that Man. answers your question.
0: He's not your next closer.
1: No, 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 no.
0: We can agree on
1: that. But we've seen him be good before. Yeah. So I'm I'm not out on him. Um. But yeah, they, uh, I like Jacob's comment here. If Hughes gets going, he could be the closer. He just has that feeling of a closer in my eyes. The closest thing we have to one. I like half of like half of the first sentence. If Hughes gets going, and the part of that, the reason I say it's that half is because they they need Brandon Hughes to get going because he because of Keegan Thompson not being here, they need Brandon Hughes to be what he was last year. I don't necessarily think he's a closer type, but he did close games for the Cubs last year and did pretty well in the role. So like. You know, maybe. But I just I just don't know what the Cubs are gonna do when it comes to like who's closing. So Colada, you're gonna ask did did Jed say who's closing tonight for in every post game show the rest of the year? I don't think we're gonna be able to answer the question unless they go get one at the deadline, which I don't think they will because they're not gonna they're not in World Series contention. So I'm hoping this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping Daniel Palencia Bailey Horn, mm, some other name that I'm probably missing. Cody Hoyer. Cody Hoyer, and, you know, someone else that I'm not thinking of. Those th- One of those three, at some point in 2023, they're the closer. That's what I'm hoping.
0: Uh, speaking of Cody Hoyer, um, Madrigal sent down before the game. It was Madrigal and Hoyer for Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. I heard the Sox guys as we were waiting for them to wrap
1: up. They were breaking down the trade <laughs> and how it's dead now.
0: Is the trade dead for you? Is it a wash? And Oh, Kurt says Cam Sanders.
1: Yeah, I forgot about Cam Sanders. Thank you, Kurt.
0: I I can't go there yet, Steven. I can't go wash. Do I think Madrigal and Kimball are wash? Yes. Cody Hoyer could still win this trade for the Cubs by becoming a key piece to their bullpen.
2: I, I agree 100%. I, I think... And I said it yesterday on yesterday's show as well. I think he was the piece that I was like, oh, that's the one I didn't want to give up, even for Greg Kimbrell at the time. But I think, especially given what we know now about the other players involved in this, this is the best piece. This yeah. is the one that has upside, that there's something to look forward to.
0: Yeah. And, and I understand Sean's take in that he might not have a role in the current Sox bullpen, at least a closer role, enough for it to be the Cubs would win. My... Counterpoint to that would be, well, A, we don't know if he'd be hurt. So, if he wasn't hurt, if he hadn't hurt his arm, he may have progressed to the point where he already was your closer and you would have moved Hendricks at the end of last season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And And you also, if you had Cody Hoyer healthy and he was developing as you guys saw him developing, you also might not need to spend money on Kelly or somebody else and you could have spent it a little bit more if you actually spent money on <laughs> an outfielder if, or if you somebody that wasn't just a else. DH they, they committed yeah. so
2: much money to the bullpen yeah. and it hasn't even worked out I mean Cody Hoyer in 2020 comes up during the COVID season and he's just dominant mm. he's, he's looking great and we don't know what to expect yeah he's got an upper 90s fastball uh, he mixes in good secondary pitches he gets outs. you know he wasn't too erratic he wasn't giving up too many walks and those are things that you kind of let pass by for a young player in that mm-hmm. situation we did not have to deal with it he was one of the pieces in that pen I was really confident in
1: yeah I'm, I've this is what I think about Cody Hoyer is that if he can get to be like a high, a high leverage arm for the Cubs over the next year or two, whatever then yeah the Cubs win the trade but as far I think the only thing about the trade that kind of still leaves me a little bummed is that Craig Kimbrell was so good in 2021. That first half, the fact that they only got Cody Hoyer and Nick Madrigal's like, because
0: closers get you so much. I think part, I'm just going to guess. I think part of it is most teams realized that was a mirage. Oh yeah. They weren't all fooled by it. That was a great, like they hoped and you get desperate teams, but Maybe they didn't go crazy because they saw what he was before that.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the only thing about this trade that like I sit here and I'm just kind of like bummed about is that I feel like considering how good he was in that first half, the Cubs could have got more. Um, but I don't
0: know. think we'll ever say the Cubs lost the trade. No, no. there's no way you can now.
2: No,
1: no. I not. like
0: even if even if Hoyer doesn't pitch well. I don't. I mean, it, was, it would just be a bag of nothing.
2: In that scenario, you just shut salary.
0: Are you surprised that Madrigal has not hit as well as he did with the White Sox?
2: Honestly, not at all. Because really, what and sure, the reason you're saying that is because you expected a higher batting average, right? We
0: never expected power.
2: Correct. Well, okay. What, but what what his we,
0: batting average and on base percentage are.
2: What we did get from him is he was lining balls in the right field, soft line shots right into right. Teams adjusted to it. And you know, you can't shift towards it anymore, but I mean, what'd you expect? The guy doesn't hit the ball hard.
1: You can I, shift over a little I bit. I read his slash line on the pregame show. Yeah, I was listening to that. He hit over three hundred, had an on base of three fifty, mm-hmm. and slugged over four hundred in the fifty four games with the White Sox in twenty twenty one. He's not done anything close to those. On base or slugging for the Cubs at all?
2: Correct. I mean, granted, it was a small sample size with the White Sox. Uh, it was
1: two hundred and fifteen at bats, Stephen. That's not that many.
2: It's that, a third. It's a third th- of a season. Hey, you got to give him.
0: You got to give him this too. He has had an injury to yeah, his it was lower a half torn
2: death. hamstring. That's a really big injury. It ended his Fair. season.
0: It may have. I don't want to say this. Know, knock on wood, but it, it may have totally altered his career. Maybe
2: yeah, he very well could have because he was on a really good trajectory at that point. Um, but no, the power was never going to be there. The the guy is also in a really tough spot, not just on the White Sox, but the Cubs as well, even more so on the Cubs. He's playing a position he never played. And sure, it was better than I expected. I, I mean, I remember I saw him make a diving play at third Cody, and I said, okay, I take it back. He could play a third base.
1: That's the only thing Magical has done this year that that has been good is playing a better third base than I expected. And the thing is, is like I don't I don't even like don't like Magical. I think Magical can be a good second baseman on a team that can play him every single day, which the Cubs aren't you. You're not going to play Nick magical over Nico Horner. All right? And you're, yeah. and you're not, you don't want to play a guy who has, who hasn't hit a home run in two years at third base. There's just no spot for him on the Cubs. And that's why I said in pregame that the Cubs, they, they need to trade him as soon as they can build some value on him. And in A, they need to trade him immediately, man. They, they can find other guys of his prototype to be on the bench in easier ways. Like, at least Miles Master Boney freaking walks. He he hasn't done a lot of hitting, but he's walked. And he's gotten on base in, certain, in different ways. And that, even Madro can't even he walk. He's like yeah, a he, 3.1 walk
2: rate. He that's he puts the ball in play a ton. But, yeah, you're right about that. And that's always been the case, even going back to his college days. The guy never took walks because he's always making contact with the yeah. ball. So. I,
1: I I guess, when I, again, looking back at this trade, I had higher hopes for Madrigal, and I didn't really know what to expect out of Hoyer just because I didn't know too much about him. But after watching him in the second half of 2021, as in Cody Hoyer, it got me a little excited, and then, of course, Tommy John happened. So now we are at a point where we will see if he can be what the Cubs need him to be, which right now they need a high leverage reliever. So...
0: I I do know, as I said in the pregame, that hoping that Madrigal doesn't do well in AAA is foolish, there's no benefit to it. Like, I'm okay with if people wanted him demoted to AAA to work on things or not be on the roster, whatever. He only builds trade value by playing well in AAA or figuring it out and becoming some sort of piece in a puzzle somehow moving forward do i see yeah. that being very difficult yes but i think it's a tougher fit on this team because they don't have the power Yeah, so that that's well, that's another problem with,
1: say something nice about nick magical i would have loved nick magical in 2018 well i would have loved uh, him give on the, the Cubs guy credit in for learning to
0: play third base in the offseason i know his career is on the line but
1: yeah he did it. Listen, if the guy had a little bit more power, he could play third base every day. Yeah, how many players will in.
2: tell you, too, when they're playing out of position, it kind of gets in their head and affects everything else. Yeah. Or players who haven't DH'd before, yeah. who are now DHing, they don't know what to do with their time, and it, it just messes everything up. I mean, this yeah. could very well be the case with Madrigal.
1: Uh, you know, and that I kind of feel that way, too, because it's like the Cubs forced him to have to learn a new position, and then he, he definitely knew he wasn't going to play every day to start this year so you're you're forcing a guy to play a new position and also you're not getting consistent at bats like i i didn't have high hopes for magical coming this year just because there's just too many infielders on the team and you're two that you're starting every day one's an all-star and one's gonna be an all-star so i don't know man i just hope hoyer turns out to be something good so we can all look back and say well at least one of the guys in the trade was good you guys will be yelling thanks white Sox. yeah i'm sure Thanks. Sucks. It would be it would be nice to be able to do that because I mean that bit was like two years too long, bro. <laughs> the,
0: the Eloy part doesn't look nearly as bad. It's still it still sees.
1: Speaking of Eloy, yeah. Jordan Wicks did strike him out tonight in in uh, Tennessee. So. Yeah, there's the revenge. Yeah. There's there's our there's our uh,
0: revenge. Cody, tell me about the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program.
1: Well, Luke, you see all these bright lights in here. Big, mm-hmm. big part of it is because of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future.
0: ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. They also offer free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes.
1: Ooh, how does it work?
0: Well, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs in person or virtually. You pick, then in three to four weeks, customers receive a detailed report with energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation includes estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, this is for you. Get started saving money, and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your facility assessment for free. Go to comed.com slash poweringbiz.
1: Did you say comed.com slash poweringbiz, Luke?
0: Yes, Cody. Do it today.
1: <sighs> oh, I will. And after that, I'll put my shady rays on uh when I look at these bright lights, or if I look at the Cubs box score from tonight. Or
0: yes. one twenty
1: Friday. Oh yeah.
0: Sunshine. You're gonna tomorrow. need your
1: shady rays tomorrow if you're sitting in left field. If you're like my friend Kevin Wells, who was sitting in right field the other day, you might not need your Shady Rays because you suck and you won't have any. Only people in left field are the best. Sorry. Uh, Just kidding. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane production in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they would send you a brand new pair, Luke. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across U.S., Through Shady Rays Impact, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. So Shady Shady Rays Memorial Day Sale is live right now go to shadyrays.com and get 35% off all sunglasses. Try yourself a try yourself the shades rated 5 stars by over 250,000 people. So, 35% off a pair of sunglasses.
0: I wore my Shady Rays in here today.
1: Beautiful. Yeah.
0: The polarized. Love really it. Uh hey, we got a pregame show tomorrow at 12:45. Steel against Hunter Green, Steel still with a 2.20 how do you feel about uh, starting things off right against the Reds?
1: Uh, well. I feel good. I feel personally. pretty good, yeah. yeah. Uh, Justin Steele is, uh, you know, he had a great start on, what was it, Sunday? The Cubs lost 2-0 because mm-hmm. their offense couldn't get going on Sunday in, in Philadelphia. And it was a bounce-back start for him because he didn't pitch particularly the best in Houston. So now you're trying to build off another streak of really good starts. So, he's going for two straight quality starts. Um, he's got the Reds. The Reds are a scrappy team. The Reds are, you know, they're not great, but they're not Oakland A's bad. I'll tell you that. And they got some young players that are. Nobody's Oakland A's bad. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe the Kansas City Royals. But uh, either way, um, you know, the the Reds have some, they have some guys. You know, Hunter Green, I know he's, he's they, they gave him a contracts extension for a reason. Like. Guy throws gas, right? Um Spencer Steer is another guy that I'm intrigued about that plays third base for them. Uh Jonathan India. Um Jake Fraley. They got they got a few dudes. Are should the Cubs win this series? Yes. They should. They need to. If they want to make the playoffs, they need to win this series. Uh, but you can't you can't lay an egg because a team like this can uh sneak up on you. They did against the Cardinals this week. They they split with the Cardinals. They should have won today, uh, to be honest.
0: Um, uh, Jacob with the good comment. Let's steal the series from the Red Sea. That's I love See, that. I like that. Very That's smart.
1: A, as a, as the dad over there, he loves that.
0: Um, I just want the Cubs. I was on the, the CHGO podcast, right? The sports Chicago. The, sports,
1: the CHGO sports podcast.
0: today. Uh, you could find that on YouTube as well. Um, I just want the Cubs to be hanging around 500 at least. Still in, as we get close to the trade deadline, like I, I know they're not going to ever be ten games over five hundred when they play the Sox in July. Okay, mm-hmm. but they could be. They could be at five hundred and still keep it interesting enough that they don't have to tear it down again.
1: They're not going to tear it.
0: Down. And I, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I. Everybody's like, well, what's the record now? I don't know. It's below 500, right? Like five teams and, under?
1: 22 and 27. Yeah.
0: I'm not worried about that. I just want them to stay within that distance. So don't go get swept by the Reds right. and then head out west and have a terrible road trip. Like, win the games you're supposed to win and get some of the ones you're not.
1: Well, they, they have the Reds this weekend, and then they have Tampa Bay next week as well. Tough, but so you better Tampa, win gonna, some against the you Reds. Gotta, you got to win at least two against the Reds. And hope and pray to God they're able to at least win one against Tampa Bay. <laughs> um but then yeah, they go to San Diego, uh Anaheim, and then San Francisco after that. So yeah, this um, you know, we keep we, we talk about the schedule a lot. You know, they should have should have played better against Miami, should have played better against Washington, should have played better against Miami again. Uh well, I guess they did. They won two or three in that series and then but then lost two or three against the Cardinals. That's reality so, though, right? Yeah. That's that's the new baseball schedule. You don't get to beat up on the Pirates all season. Yeah, the entire schedule is just tough everywhere. And so, uh, you know, I guarantee you no one here felt good about going, going, no one felt good going into this series against the Mets. So I agree, Luke. Yeah, they just got to hang around going into the all-star break. Um, You know, you want to talk about teams that are under 500 right now. I'm looking at the standings. Um, At least teams that were, that spent a lot more money than the the Cubs. Um, You know. The Padres are 23 and 27 right now. they spent a That's ton of money crazy. this offseason. That's crazy. Um, You know, you got Philly, who's 23 and 27 as well, and it's still annoying to me that the Cubs lost that series. Um, the Mets, who we just beat, they're 26-25. Like, a lot of teams are just kind of hanging around. No one's really – like, the only team in the National League that is doing much of anything that might be, quote-unquote, looked at as running away with it is Atlanta and Los Angeles. And they have – Atlanta's 31 and 29 and then the dodgers are 31 and 20. In Arizona surprisingly 29 21. Not really the biggest surprise cuz I did like the young talent that they have but they they've played way better than I expected.
0: Good comment by Jacob Say, say it has looked better. A
1: lot better. Oh yeah. Recently
0: like uh, you feel pretty good when he comes to the plate right now. Yeah. Um I don't know if Ryan's going to make it tonight. Let's do uh let's do who you got. Who you
1: got? Did anyone win tonight cuz that game <laughs> stunk. <laughs>
0: Well, we can't take pitchers. Nobody took Kyle Hendricks. Joey took Gomes He threw one into left field. <laughs> I took Nico. I believe he had a hit. Yeah. I think Saya had two hits. That's what I was going to say. I think it's probably you had Talkman. Ryan yeah, had up. Morrell. Brendan had Hap. Well, a bunch Ryan of guys up. had one hit, but I believe Saya's is the only guy with two. Oh, speaking of. He's here. Herrera is here. Hello. How do you feel about that? Uh, who you got real quick, by the way. Say it with two hits. Talkman, right? Morrell, Suzuki, Hap, yeah. Nico, or Gomes?
3: I, I mean, I've got to say it'd be Suzuki, I think. Yeah, I, I, I would. You know, Morrell cooled off. I blame you for cooling him off yesterday.
0: Um, <laughs> he hasn't homered. So just, yeah, he yeah, Homer, Homer. hasn't
3: <laughs> homered in two days.
0: Uh, What was the feel of the clubhouse, David Ross? What do you guys think of Kyle Hendricks?
3: Yeah, I think everyone's still kind of, um, it's like you got to give him a little bit of runway. He hasn't pitched in almost, this is the first time he pitched in almost 11 months. Um, He's going to get a little bit of a a leash, a little bit of runway to kind of, um, you know, get back into a baseball rhythm after all that time off. Um, But, i think there were you know david ross pointed him out kyle pointed him out there were points at this game where he looked obviously really good like that second inning was that looked a lot more like kyle hendricks than like that that first or third inning and you know even the third inning is soft contact which you know that he's that's who he is even though those were the balls that were finding outfield grass or getting past nico at second base um he's a soft contact ground ball type pitcher and um you know sometimes that comes with the territory but um you know he hopes to be better he hopes to just limit that kind of stuff and and keep getting you know called strikes on the the outsides of the zone um but the the changeup looked good at points too like really good at points at uh the velo wasn't you know that was a main thing uh or not one of the main things but that was definitely a point of emphasis during the recovery was the um you know, getting velo up for him uh, back to kind of his t- you know, even a mile per hour or so higher than what it was last year uh didn't really see that today but again it's his first outing he said you know yeah some of those were really good sometimes the mechanics were off and you could see that dip in the velo so uh, he feels like the more the more he gets uh back into a baseball rhythm he thinks you'll start seeing more of those more of that uptick in velo um uh, overall I, I i mean it wasn't a good start it wasn't really a bad start it was like okay he went out there had some did some good things had some bad things happen um now you just build off that and see what you can do i think he won't pitch till after the red series so he doesn't get to face the reds lineup um but yeah you see what you see if he can build on this in his next start and all the starts moving forward
1: what was your favorite part of the barnhart inning
3: didn't, did he? He had someone to swing and miss, right? I think yes. that was actually no. My favorite part was when they were counting every pitch he threw as a slider. Um, I'm like, I didn't know Barnhart throws throws 48 mile per hour sliders. That's
0: fun. A lot of arc. A lot of arc on those pitches. <laughs> I think one of yeah. them was below 40 miles an hour. <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's like our yeah. uh 16 inch softball league.
1: Yeah, we could use Tucker Barnhart on the, on the softball team. I'll, I'll tell you that. You could be the pitcher. You could be the catcher. What was said
0: pregame about uh, Madrigal going down? Uh, you know, a lot of people seem to think there's a possibility that maybe it is the last time we see Madrigal in a Cubs uniform. David Ross, I know, doesn't didn't at least say want it. to agree with
1: that. <laughs> he didn't say it. Yeah,
3: no, that's not what David Ross said at all. It's um, you know, kind of, of course, uh, you know, getting him a lot more at bats. Like he kind of gotten to that point now where he's not. He wasn't playing much, you know, he was playing more, a little more sporadically than he did earlier in the season. Um, and just, uh, you know, David Ross kind of mentioned it, The he just wasn't hitting as well as he, I mean, he uh, he wasn't hitting like at, a, at an insane level at all this year, but he was definitely hitting a little bit better earlier in the year than he was recently. Um, so it kind of was a thing where get him every day at bats. He's going to, he's still going to play third base and second base down in AAA um, but just get him a lot more playing time than he was getting up here. Just, just didn't feel like there was a lot of room on the roster right now for him as, and, and what he brings to the table. Um, no, David Ross didn't. Definitely did not agree that, or didn't say that this is like this is the last we'll see of Nick Madrigal. Um, he's gonna have to go down and work on, work on some things. I think you know an injury happens or something like that. He may be right back up. You never know. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think David Ross feels that way, and he definitely did not outwardly say like we're we won't see Nick Madrigal for a little bit. Like I he's going to go down, he's going to have to work on some things. He's going to have to play a little bit better, but um no, we will. I don't know when we'll see Nick Madrigal again, but I don't think this is the last time.
0: I I think fans think that might be the case, but I, David Ross based from the one thing I the one little clip I heard he basically was like I think we'll see him back here pretty soon. You know, like they just want him to figure some stuff out. He's not he's not playing enough to figure it out here. So there was no point in him being on the roster at this point.
1: My only rebuttal to that is it's telling that they sent him and not Miles Masterboni. They both pl- he basically stuck st- stepped into the magical role now. But who could use the time at Iowa more right now? Well, it's not uh, like either one of their like numbers between you know, the two I'm of them are that any I- better than the other. If you are
0: able to fix,
1: I don't know. I-, I would I would look at
0: their two seasons and say. Madrigal could use a trip to Iowa. There's there can't be any negative. Mm-hmm. There's no downside to it. No, You're not I, losing I, I a don't, ton off I the major league disagree.
1: level, and you might he might go yeah. down there and figure something out. All I'm saying is that now Boney is basically going to yeah. be getting those opportunities that Madrigal was getting with the Cubs now, and mm-hmm. it's not like he was hitting. No the ball, the ball off the wall or anything like that. I mean, he's walking a lot more. That's the only reason that I liked him in the lineup more than magical because at least he was finding ways to get on base, but it's not like he is putting up on real numbers to, you know, did they get wrong, rid of the wrong guy? Do that McKinstry has been pretty good. He had a great night for the Tigers tonight. I heard. Yeah, he did. Ryan shaking his head. I mean,
3: no. Well, I, who who would have seen him? Who would have seen that coming Honestly, Like he didn't have a great year with the Cubs last year. No, it's um, a small sample
0: he, size too.
3: Yeah, small. Who would have seen that coming? Not me. I don't know. Uh,
1: I was a believer.
0: Any other nuggets, Ryan? I know you got to get back at the ballpark early.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, just, um.
3: well, I think what the the one thing I tweeted out was that Dansby Swanson finally hit a home run at Wrigley Field that didn't land in the basket. <laughs> uh, we didn't get a chance to talk to him after the game about it, but uh and hey, maybe that's he hit it. He hit it right into the wind too. like the wind was blowing in from left field. and He hit it through the wind into the bleachers. So and maybe that power stroke is he's finally finding that right here at the end of May. I mean, he, he's got five home runs. I know we've had people in the chat saying he's a bust because he has doesn't have like 15 by now, which always kind of made me laugh a little bit. But uh, <laughs> he might be finding it right now. He might, he might be finding it.
1: He's going to give us a nice little hot streak here in June or July. But either way, like, his, the value that he's brought to the team has already been better than, what, two of the, two of the other four shortstops that were, you know, that were uh, on the market last year. And I'm talking about Trey Turner and um, Carlos Correa. Quick question for the four of us. Kevin Kadick asked
0: me, will Morrell hit 25 home runs this season? Yes or no?
1: I'd say, I say yes. I'd say yes. He at had this sixteen point.
0: last year. Yeah.
1: What do you? I could see it.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I could see that happening.
0: Twenty-five. It he's pretty close like to it now. If you
1: combine nah, Iowa, him to stay like he
0: is, hot like he <laughs> was, but
2: I lean yes. I mean, he swings for it. <laughs> Might as well mix Damn. contact. It's going to go a while.
0: Yeah. I think he's up He'd, here for the season too. He's pretty close he's to twenty
1: now. If you combine Iowa, shit. So.
0: <laughs> i don't think they get to count those the major league no
1: leagues. but i'm just saying that like all right all right he's gonna hit 40 for the entire year if you count Iowa.
0: uh craig agrees mm. dan's be the best value amongst the shortstops so far um all right ryan thanks just for uh jumping on he'll have something for you at allchgo.com. make sure you sign up become a diehard you won't miss any of ryan's stuff
1: you wrote about stroman this morning right Strow yep. show. So if you want to feel good, you know, this one was a stinker. You want to remember the forget about it. You go back to, and read the straw. Yeah, you want to remember the, your favorite part of this series, go read about Marcus Stroman and how, you know, he's, he's that guy and the guy saying guys, the nice version, not what he really said. That <laughs> That's dug out last night. And uh, you know, then you go look at his replies to all the Mets fans and stuff on Twitter too. <laughs>
0: uh, thanks for those of you that were in the live chat, hanging with us after a 10 to one loss to the Mets Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. And until the series opener against the Reds on Friday, 120, pregame show right here. Until then, fly the W.